Welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, listeners. I hope you're all doing well. I recently did an interview with Roy Holman's Soulful Warrior podcast, and I took a listen to the interview and thought you would appreciate it here. Roy and I talk about men's work, the spiritual and information war that is upon us, and the current state of the world. And I think it is particularly valuable for each of us to be in conversations about how we go about elevating our narrative. It is how we claim the higher ground, and in a war, the higher ground has the advantage. There is something emerging on the radar for me. As I see it, how we weave this narrative using myth, archetypes, and divine partnership will ultimately be our legacy. Our political differences are about to mean absolutely nothing, my friend. I am in your hands and you are in mine, and I trust that you are doing the messy, sometimes challenging work of awakening yourself to truth as we prepare ourselves and one another for the historic times that we are about to step into. Here is the interview. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, everybody. This is Roy Holman, Soulful Warrior Podcast. Thanks for being with me this uh, gray, kind of wet but beautiful day here in the Northwest. Hope you're enjoying wherever you are. And as I mentioned last time, I'm starting to add more interviews so uh, I don't bore you with just me every week. <laughs> so today I have a friend, Tony Resack. Are you there, Tony? I am, yeah. Welcome. Thanks for taking some time to be with us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always great to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed our last our last conversation. Really cool. And it's exciting times. Lots to talk about, eh? Absolutely. Yeah, there's <laughs> lots going on. So. Oh, man. So um, I just kind of happened to meet you a month and a half ago. So I don't know a ton about you, but uh, I like what I what I do know. And I, I see you've got a couple things. You've got this base camp for men and, and how to create happiness, I saw, which is kind of a cool title for one of your websites, I guess. But maybe you can... Um, just kind of tell us a little bit about who are you? What what makes you tick? What what do you do? Why do you do it? And uh, maybe even if you can include, what would you say is your purpose at this time on earth? Yeah, thanks for asking me that. Um, you know, I think when I was young, I was an athlete. Um, and as I got out into the world after college, I took kind of an instant liking to like personal development. I was really attracted to mysticism. So I, I gravitated. I was kind of always looking, I was a seeker for truth and kind of always looking to expand um, the narrative for myself, like, uh, you know, finding what was what was going to be my purpose. I think I was looking for that even as a young man. I needed something that was juicy. Um, and I was a body worker for many, many years. I did that and loved doing that in New York. And then I just happened to do uh, the Mankind Project's new warrior training when I was 37. And that was like a watermark moment for me. Uh, it put me square in the men's movement in the conversation about men. And having been an athlete and been kind of surrounded by the guys my whole life, it really, it really suited me. And I created a mission there where I create a world of inspiration and joy by taking risks and leading men. And, you know, I just stuck that right up on the wall and just sort of lived with that as my centerpiece, uh, and continued my, my curiosity about the divine, uh, what is God, what is the goddess, what is, what is the divine trying to teach us? How do we, how do we support one another? 
and then I just always wanted to serve humanity. How can I help uh, uh, mankind? Uh, how can I help humanity with whatever it's facing? And we're certainly facing a lot of things right now. Um, and so, you know, that's that's really what the whole thing has been about. I do feel fortunate and very, very lucky to have found some of the trainings uh, and been able to build my life around a mission. I highly recommend it. We do that in some of my trainings that I lead where we we help men uh, create create a mission and a shadow mission for themselves so that they can put uh, purpose a little more front and center rather than being so distracted. So that's that's kind of it in a in a two minute nutshell. Mm, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Um, I have some more questions about the the men's work, but but before yeah. that, I want to ask you something I've been uh, uh, that Foster Gamble asks uh, in the Thrive Group every week, which I think is a kind of a cool question. So, where on or off the political spectrum do you reside at this time, and why? If if you can put okay. it in words, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit like you in that I I do my best to not put myself in a silo or other people in a silo. I, I try to, my best to keep the elevated i don't like to make categories that way but if we if i was on the political spectrum i'm a former traditional liberal you know uh, for 30 years where you know i love diversity i don't i don't care what your sexual orientation is uh and all that but the events from sort of 2016 to present has moved me into a concern about our freedoms and liberties which puts me in the libertarian camp but just by the fact that I'm not ashamed of my gender and I'm not ashamed of my skin color, um, uh, it uh, puts me on the right, which is a little bit weird. But I would, <laughs> I would probably categorize if they, if they had 20 questions and this is what you are, they would probably – first, I was a left-leaning libertarian. But the more that this kind of truth movement and being really like serious about strengthening our republic and, and, and all of the, the, the right you – know, we've kind of seen our, our rights trampled on. People have forgotten about the Constitution and what our God-given rights are and, and we're we're uh, you know we're pretending that a governor's mandates are the law up above you know the Constitution and so that right there they just keep moving me further to the right the more I talk and speak my truth and for what I'm seeing so I guess if you had to silo me you would say I'm a right leaning libertarian today uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I know it's crazy and I mean what you say there too I mean for what we're the way we're born, it doesn't really help to be ashamed of our skin color or that we're a man or woman or whatever. Not at all. Yeah. I think that's, you know, so yeah, it's just, it's been crazy. I mean, you and I spoke about this in the other episode, just the insanity that has descended um, on the, on the left, the radical left agenda. Um, it's in the schools now. And it's just, I just got really uncomfortable. I was like, this is feeling really manipulative. This doesn't resonate with my love of humanity this feels really like everybody's tr they're trying to divide everybody and i'm just not down with that i i don't see that as a as a way for we the people to be victorious right now is to is to keep making you know categories for people yeah you know and what I'm even even if we can't even find the words for it sometimes there's something that just leaves a bad taste in the mouth of the way supposedly kind of collective uh you know for the good of all but it's like well, this is not the party of jf Okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a very strange time. And, and, and you know, I, I feel for the 
for my friends and family on the left as they're trying to make sense of it, because um, it makes a lot more sense from where I'm at of what's going on than it does over there, I have a feeling. So, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you back to the men's work. You, you mentioned something kind of interesting about that, that, that you kind of kind of grew up in being around a lot of men. And, and I think, uh, I don't know if you noticed, um, maybe this is a two-part question, but um, it seems like a lot of the men I met in the men's groups, um, many of them were not comfortable and did not spend a lot of time around men and often had women as their best friend. And there was just a discomfort around other men. And of course, that that uh, it's one of the value, I guess, of being in men's work where you do get to connect with other men and see see the goodness. But what else do you see the value of, of being with men or men's work? Well, there's a lot of layers to it, I think. One is the one you just spoke of, which there's a lot of men that you're taught to fear groups of men, you know, you're taught to, you don't trust men, you know, for whatever reason, maybe, maybe your relationship with, with your dad was complicated or maybe he wasn't around or you had to be macho, you know, you looked around and, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of instruction for young men in how you grow into a mature man. And, and so I think there's this kind of, I'm going to fake it, you know, with this, maybe this macho facade, or I'm cocky, or maybe I'm a tech guy, I'm really smart. Uh, and I'm not really asking any other questions, but that um, I think the, the, the goal, the real value in men's work, when you get in men's groups, is the authenticity. I mean, every group I've been in, they're funny as hell sometimes, because men just, we do some really, you know, uh, you know, we do some things that are silly and, uh, you know, we, we repeat patterns that aren't good for us. And when you get in a group, uh, with other men and you can see they're just like me, doesn't matter what their skin color, age, sexual orientation in men, there's this common bond among men when you, when you're in a group and you're able, you know, you got a good facilitator that sets it up where men can just speak the raw truth, whether, you know, cause there's, there's men that struggle with addiction, uh, their marriage is coming apart. Maybe their, maybe their job is deeply unsatisfying and they don't have anybody to talk to, you know, maybe they don't like to do therapy that scares them too. And so they're just kind of repressing stuff. They're not speaking their truth. Their, their emotions are all bottled up. And when you get in a men's group, it's not like it's a big, you know, emotional fest, but you can be just raw and honest and say, you know, this is what's going on in my marriage and I'm really scared, or this is what's going on over here and I'm really pissed off about it. And the container in a men's group can contain that, hold it. You can be witness to it. You can get support. And there's a ton of support in men's groups. You know, if you, if you are stretching and you're out of your comfort zone and you need support, there's a man that's going to say, Hey, I've got your back. Do you want me to call you twice this week? Or do you want me to email you to make sure you're doing that stretch? So it's just, it's support and connection uh, in a way that's really unusual for men that haven't done that kind of thing. Yeah, boy, I hear you. I, I was in a group recently and, uh, of course, not mentioning any names or details, but a uh, men's group. And I think the question was basically, if things don't go the way you had planned or hoped, what is your response? And it was like unanimous. I think there was like 12 people to hear the, um, the honest uh, expression of, What's wrong with me? I'm a loser. I'm bad. All these things. Every person had a very similar response. And it was like, what a, I mean, it was a little uncomfortable, but it was really a breath of fresh air to see, wow, we're, we're all, like you said, we all have commonalities. 
Well, and, and to your point there, like we do a lot of shadow work there. So for your listeners, it's all the stuff that we repress, hide and deny. And that all gets kind of teased out in an honest way in a men's group. But one of my big shadow pieces that a message that I give myself in the shadow is I'll screw it up. So it's yeah. like that that voice in my head, if I'm taking on something that's big, you know, the podcast or I'm giving a talk, my voice says, I'll screw it up. I'm going to screw this up. And and so that's something that I have to, when I'm in the groups and it comes up, I have to own it, you know, just like, I, you know, I've got a voice going in my head that's, I'm going to screw this whole thing up, you know? And so it's, and it's done with humor because they've heard me say it a bunch. So everybody kind of chuckles because they recognize themselves that we've all got these shadow tendencies going on and we're all you know, immensely talented. And so it's like to just recognize both the gold and the shadow in yourself and in other men, I think is a great gift in those. Yeah, I can, uh, I can imagine the women listening to this that are also probably nodding their head right now and say, well, we do that too. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> well, let's let's shift gears a little bit and let's go a little global. What do, you, what do you see? Can you give us a little overview? What do you see happening in our country? Or I know it's a big question, in our world at this time, whatever, you know, there's a lot going on, of course, but whatever grabs you out of all the, the craziness going on? Well, you know, there is definitely a battle going on and it, you could go all the way to the highest and say it's it's a biblical battle, it's dark and light, uh, but I like to step it down a little bit and just talk about our country um, and there's a lot of people that don't know what's going on. They're, they're listening to the mainstream media, but the mainstream media is in a disinformation war for the other side. Um, so, and that might come as a shock to hear that, but um, p- my listeners have been tracking as I've been doing episodes about this very thing. And I believe that it's going to come out soon. I think we're, we're, we're in the unfolding process of a reveal that says that we have been in a war with the CCP, that the election was, uh, there was foreign interference in the election by the CCP, which makes it an act of war. Um, I believe they're going to come out and say that the that the uh, COVID virus was, was a bioweapon out of Wuhan. Now, whether that was released intentionally, probably it was, or accidentally, um, it was covered up. I just think there's a lot of deception right now that is being revealed. Um, and, you know, to me, it's a really good time to to say what my principles are. Like it's real. I love freedom. I love living in America. I love the freedom and liberty. I love what we stand for. And I see that it's been infringed. That we've had treasonous, you know, people in both parties. To be fair, it's not just the Democrat Party. There's rhinos in the Republican Party that have made, you know, made concessions and deals with our enemies. Essentially, can you and tell I, people what is a rhino? Uh, Republican in name only. So it's they're, they're part of the GOP, but they are really take the same actions and have the same principles as Democrats or communists or socialists or Marxists. Um, and so I see this kind of uh, it's a it's a war going on. It's a battle going on. Uh, and 
it's more people are coming to see this. And I think that that we, the people, I think there's going to be more revealed about the election fraud. Of course, they counted down in Maricopa County, they counted 44,000 uh, fraudulent votes where, that just didn't match anything. Either the, the person wasn't alive, it was duplicate or in, in the wrong address. Now, this is not even Dominion. We're not even in the digital reveal yet. This is just the ballots from one county and Trump supposedly lost by 10,000, and there's 44,000 votes that they're saying these aren't any good. And then the mainstream media says, oh, the audit's out, and Biden won. So right. that, that shows you it's not hard at all for your listeners to go, what do you mean there was 44,000 votes that were no good? All you have to do is go on Telegram. It's all over the place. Citizen journalists, the actual audit, uh, uh, of, you know, the, the results of the audit – Instead of taking a, a 60 second soundbite from MSNBC or, or CNN or even Fox that says that, uh, oh, they, they counted them up and Biden won, because I can assure you that is not what happened in the audits. And so and so it's just it's a it's we're in kind of the fog of war right now in an information war. And I think it's going to come out that, whoa, we have been in an, a very unconventional war with the CCP. And that doesn't mean with all Chinese people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying specifically with the Communist Chinese Party and, uh, you know, the, the, the communists and, and Marxists that are supported by people like George Soros. Right. And the CCP is just yep. one aspect of that big cabal, right? The deep state. Absolutely. Yeah. So what about, what you, yeah. what's that? I said, that's a chunk. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So what do you think? Where, where do we as a people and nation go from here? How do we strengthen this Republic or do we just uh, trust Klaus Schwab and the world economic forum and the people that want the world, one world government, and the, the great reset in yeah. the name of fighting climate change, all these things that are, get so big and co so complex. Where, where do we go? Any thoughts on that? Well, uh, we definitely don't want to trust Klaus Schwab, that's for sure, or any of the globalists. They have an agenda that they have put out. It's really clear. Anybody can go and read it on the World Economic Forum. Um, you know, they want to create a one digital currency tied to vaccinations and, and social credit and all that stuff. That's part of their dream. Um, but so it really is kind of the great reset and the globalists against we, the people and the great awakening. And, um, you know, I feel like right now, the deep state is like a prize fighter that's on the ropes. I think the, the Great Awakening is having a massive momentum. Um, I, I think right now, if there's listeners that are unsure about what we're talking about, just drop your political affiliation for a week and just get on Telegram and do some do some snooping around, do some investigative journalist yourself, journalism yourself, and just be open to, huh, what's going on? Why do these guys seem really clear about who the players are and what's going on? Um, and they're not saying anything that the mainstream media is saying. Why is that? Well, of course, the reason is there's a whole army of citizen journalists that are taking videos, uh, snap, you know, writing uh, pieces about what's going on. There's just tons of great content for the awakening citizen. Um, and, you know, I just think there, there's a lot of resources out there about constitutional law. If you, if you're getting stumbled, if you're kind of stumbling on that, where you're, you know, you're just going along with the mandates and, and, and there isn't anything above the governor telling you it's gotta be this way. I think there's lots going on, 
for for citizens to empower themselves. I'm seeing it all over around me right now. Um, and you know, the other thing is, I think we need to do our part. Uh, their General Flynn, the People's General, they call him. He said, you know, this whole patriot group, there's a little bit too much of waiting for Trump and the White Hats to get this done to restore the republic. He goes, that's yes, that's happening, but we all have a duty that to 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 restore the republic. In other words, what can I, Tony, do besides my podcast? Is there something else I have time for? So I just recently signed up for the for the precinct committee officer position in my district. Now I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't really want to be active that way. But but General Flynn's call to action touched my heart. And I realized I do have time to help put America back on solid ground from the grassroots. That's what he's asking about. So there's a ton of things that we can do as citizens. And I think the worst we can do probably is just to sit and say, well, it's a battle. Let me just sit out and hope for the best here. Because I, I, I think there's, I think we all have a really important part to play, all the way down to just everyday people. How we talk about what's going on, the things that we do, the things that we pray about and meditate on, um, the narrative that we create as we the people is going to be the deciding factor. And so, uh, you know, my hope is that people roll up their sleeves and say, "I've got a part to play in this." And what might that be? Let me align with the divine and find out what is being asked of me. Yeah, that's beautiful. Now, I'm going to ask a couple more questions, but I want to just uh, interject here. If we can, uh, I'll ask you more at the end, but uh, let's just give out our contact info. If some people that might be listening and they're saying, well, if I do turn off the mainstream media, where do I go? Where do I find out some of this information? So you and I would be happy to probably send people a list of alternative media digital warriors that could help them. So sure. my email is holmanhealth at gmail.com, H-O-L-M-A-N health at gmail.com. I have lists of uh, what I think are truth-telling deep divers. How about you? Um, I'm at Tony Rezac at Mac.com. That's Tony R-E-Z-A-C at Mac, M-A-C.com. Yeah, I just want to put that out there. That, that's really good. So anything else on uh, what we can do individually, collectively to kind of preserve our freedom and our liberties, our constitution? Everything seems to be a threat these days. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of good, uh, like Peggy, uh, Peggy Lee. Peggy Lee, is that her name? Uh Oh, the the lawyer, the attorney. Well, the one in California, she's got a yeah. ton of great constitutional stuff. Um, you know, I, I again, I think the people that are libertarians are already over on Telegram, finding out what's going on. I would encourage people that only get their news from the left to challenge themselves to go over onto Telegram. Telegram is really where is kind of the hub right now. Uh, you don't have to, I never post anything. I'm just there for the feed. I have some citizen journalists I really appreciate. Uh, I can glance over at the mainstream media, but I'm basically getting it from independent sources that are confirming things, uh, double checking things. Um, and you know, th that's it. And then as, as, as it might be a little offbeat, but I would say for everybody to strengthen your your spiritual life, whether that's uh, if you have a Christ-centered prayer practice and you're a Christian uh, or you're a Buddhist, um, whatever spiritual practice you have, it is a good time right now to pray for humanity, 
to pray that we, the people find our way, that the light is strengthened in us, that, um, that light wins and overcomes darkness, not to condemn those that have been serving the dark, but that we all, um, bring forth our light, our divine light with compassion and that we help light the way, uh, and that we leave this country for future generations on stronger footing than we found it. Cause it's on pretty shaky footing, although there's a lot of really good people working to strengthen it again. And so that's, that's the other thing I would say about that. Oh, that's great. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Peggy Hall, I think is the name you were thinking of. That's it. Yeah. Peggy Lee, I think is a country singer or something, right? I don't know. Or somebody. Yeah. Peggy Hall. Look her up too. (laughs) Peggy Hall. That's the name. I knew I didn't have it right. So yeah. Thank you. That's good. And I I honor you for stretching your comfort zone. You know, I I struggle with that about, okay, what do I do? And part of me feels that, well, you just got to find your groove. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that means stretching a comfort zone. It might be just sitting at home and praying though, and, and just sending out some good vibes. So just so people know, it's not necessary one thing or the other everybody's got yep. a role to play like you said yep i love it yep now, how about um maybe one more question is is there i know in our men's groups we talk a lot about shadow which we, you kind of defined as that which we or the culture has judged as unacceptable or shameful so we kind of hide aspects of ourselves mm-hmm. and uh, of course it doesn't usually heal if it stays hidden there's a lot of stuff in the world that's coming a lot of stuff coming out of the shadows right now on a big level but what is there any shadow that keeps us from kind of stepping into our our power our sovereignty our leadership and so how do we hold a powerful uh, strong narrative for this emergence of humanity at this time yeah i you know i think part of the shadow i think roy is we just have gotten used to somebody else is in power it's not you and me i'm just an ordinary guy i'm a writer you know a family man you know and we've just been so conditioned that our role really doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's the people that matter, Henry Kissinger and, 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 and Barack Obama and Donald Trump and, and all of these like heavy hitters, they shape the narrative, not us. Right. And so I think there's this collective shadow of the victim where we just haven't claimed our sovereignty. Um, and you know, we do a lot of work in the men's in the men's circles with four archetypes, the, the warrior, the lover, the magician, and the king. And, the king is the one right now, the collective king, that needs to be activated and strengthened. And mm-hmm. how men go about that, I, I feel like I'll have an active role in helping with that because it's something that I'm passionate about. I've noticed that in men's group, that particular archetype is a little anemic. Uh, men seem to shy away from it, not quite sure what it is, um, including my groups that have been running for a long, long time. So um, that is one where I see an edge. I've talked about it with my spiritual teacher, and he agreed. This is this is the juice right now. Can we can we activate a collective king energy in men that would bond us all and to usher in this new age that is going to be? Because you know, if if what we're saying is true, and we are at war with the deep state, if the deep state state is 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 crumbling and is going to be defeated we need leaders you know what i mean there's been a there's going to be a vacuum of who's going to be doing x y and z if it's not going to be those guys that have been doing it forever right so um there'll be new structures there'll be new institutions there'll probably be a lot less bureaucracy but all of this is going to have to be envisioned with the tribe of humanity um, from a place of wisdom and inner knowing and, and um, you know, just 
clear seeing and support from the divine, all the things that we can use to support us as we start to usher in the next chapters. Oh, yeah, it's a really, really good point. And you mentioned about uh, the king energy being a little anemic in some of the men's groups. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like you said, where are the role models? Most of the leaders and kings we've seen have been a somewhat abusive, and we don't really want to emulate that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have one that we can hold up. But ironically, this archetype might be what the whole thing is waiting on. Like, I think there's, I think as men start to go, we... We need to awaken this part of our leadership, our sovereignty, our care for the planet, our care for one another. As that gets collectively um, cohesive, I think it will signify that uh, the next chat we're ready for the next chapter, and then that next chapter will be there. Yeah, and what do they say? We are the ones we've been waiting for. People yep. are going to be stepping up in so many ways. I never thought I was the one I was waiting for, but it looks like that might be the case. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this has been fun, Tony. We're going to start winding it down here. Maybe you could just share again your contact info, anything you, you got coming up that you want to share or let your our listeners know about. Sure. Thanks, Roy. I really enjoyed being with you again. Um, my podcast, Basecamp for Men, uh, is all over the place. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. Please go give it a try if you haven't listened to it. It's not just for men. I do all kinds of episodes about consciousness and what's happening in the world like Roy and I were talking about. Uh, and I've got a life renewal program that we've got for men. So if you're looking, if you're a man and you're looking and you feel a little stuck or you're feeling a little uh, uninspired Um, I've got a great program there that's got some coaching, but it's also got a workbook uh, to give you resources to start to create a mission, create something that elevates you and starts to inspire you. So, and that's all at www.basecampformen.com. Is there anything you want to say about that other site I saw about how to create happiness? Well, you know, that, interesting you picked up on that. That's a little bit of an old one. I did a talk called How to Create Happiness right before the pandemic hit. And I didn't really move it over into a virtual presentation. It never made sense. I wanted to be in the room with people. And so as this, right now, it feels like that's a back burner thing. I love the content of that. Um, but I'm kind of moved that to the back burner until it feels like, okay, that that's appropriate. Let's do that one again. I really loved leading that how to create happiness. I think it's a really, really useful, uh, I, I can't remember. I think I did it in an hour and a half course and I did it in a corporate setting even. Um, and it's, it's solid. It's just that once they stopped having meetings in person, I was like, okay, this is just, I'm going to sideline this until things change a bit. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, we've all had quite a few changes over the last year. So let's see, again, the the website again is Basecap. Uh, Basecamp for Men? Yeah, basecampformen.com. You can get to the podcast there. The podcast podcast website as a standalone is basecamp-podcast.com. But Basecamp for Men has that link as well. You can find everything there. Okay, great. And again, people can get a hold of me, the soulful warrior Roy Holman at holmanhealth at gmail.com or my website, www.holmanhealthconnections.com. Next thing we got coming up is a, a Sedona retreat with a couple of spaces left for yoga hiking retreat if anyone's interested in that. So, uh, Tony, thanks again for being with me. Take uh, Keep the faith. You too, brother. Thanks. Always great to talk to you, Roy. Yeah, blessings.
Well, I hope you found that interview valuable. I like being on the other end of it from time to time, especially with somebody like Roy, as it allows me to express certain truths in a slightly different way, a little bit more off the cuff. The piece about awakening and strengthening the collective king is, I believe, our edge. Since this is our edge, we will be returning to this archetype and idea again and again in the coming months, as I feel like this is how we help move the narrative upwards and in our favor. One last thing. If you find this show valuable, if you sense that you will hear things here that you don't hear elsewhere and this content helps you, please share this with a friend, family member, or colleague, man or woman, someone that you would like to see inside of this story with us. I appreciate your trust and you have my word that we will continue to bring you truth, wisdom, and a love of our mutual humanity. Thank you. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Men, remember that the story of your life is not yet all told. I'm Tony Rezac, and thank you for listening to Base Camp for Men.